Welcome to Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell, bringing you the latest information for families seeking to adopt, adoptees, and women considering placing a child for adoption. Now, with today's program, here is Marty Caldwell. Well, welcome, and it's nice to have you here with us today. We've got a nice program again scheduled for you. Um, I want to remind you to visit our website also at letstalkadoption.com and sign up for our weekly um, news update and uh, an email reminder, too. And we also have some great resources and some links there about adoption, parenting, and all kinds of areas of adoption and um, working with children in relationships. So whether you're seeking to adopt or already are parenting through adoption, uh, or would like to reunite with a birth child or birth family, uh, feel free to visit our site. You can also email me your questions at info at letstalkadoption.com, and uh, we appreciate any input uh, you have, and I uh, appreciate all the input and emails we're receiving uh, regarding the show. Today our topic is going to be um, choosing adoption when you and the father are together um, regarding uh, adoption with birth parents. Um, very important topic. Uh, my guest is Mary Frost. Mary is an adopted, as a, an infant, she was adopted, and she also chose adoption for her newborn daughter. And she has um, agreed to come on the program today and share a little bit about her story, um, about her life that I think will help. And I think we learn from stories, and I think by having people on the show, too, that can share their real life. So, Mary, thank you so much for coming to the show, and welcome. Oh, thank you. Well, it's so nice to be here with you. And, you know, one of the things that we have a lot to cover and um, some some things I want you to share, but you and the birth father were a couple when you were raising, and you were also raising a four-year-old daughter when you found out you were pregnant. Correct. And so it was, you were along, you were six months along, and uh, when that happened, it was just after September 11th, September 11th, um, and so that was a big, 9-11 was a big thing, and um, you lost your job, and tell me what else happened. I lost my job. I was six months along when I found out I was pregnant, um, and it, we didn't tell anybody that I was mm-hmm. until we had made a decision on what we were going to do. It was, it was a shock. Yeah, and that must have been really difficult, too. Yeah. Um, really hard, too. Um, and if you can speak up just a little bit, Mary, so we can hear you, that's great, because I know you've got some great things to share here. It was a big shock during that period of time, and, you know, when you thought about this, you could have parented your your child, but you brought up adoption to the father. What yes. what was that like? Um, I, he he had misconceptions at first when mm-hmm. I first met him, mm-hmm. but because I was adopted myself, he learned. You know, he found out that those were incorrect, and yes, and that I had a wonderful life because of being adopted. So you really helped. He met your family, and you explained, mm-hmm. and and I mean, that our, yeah, my family is a lot closer than he is with his family. Mm-hmm. And what were his misconceptions about adoption, too? Because that really helps us to understand that. Um, he kind of had the whole, like, the, you hear about the red, red-headed stepchild, I guess, you know, where every, the adopted child gets teased or mm-hmm. gets treated differently than um, the birth children. And that's what he had thought of, you know, that it was a bad thing until he had mm-hmm. met me mm-hmm. and found out what a wonderful, because my, my family is so great. Right. And, and how the, close we were. Mm-hmm. Are. And I think that's important that education, you know, that, that's the whole thing of what we're doing with Let's Talk Adoption is educating, you know, people and, um, you know, sharing about adoption because we all have misconceptions of adoption if we've never been exposed and, and shared. It's like anything else if, if no one's ever, you know, um, experienced other things in life, um, like taking a cruise or owning a home or going to college or whatever, they, they have misconceptions. And so I think this is just one of those two. Right. Now, when you brought up adoption, um, what was, you know, um, you didn't tell anybody. Right. Did anybody pressure you once you did, they did find out about that? No, no one pressured me. My mom 
and my dad actually were very supportive. Um, when we brought it up to him that I was pregnant and however we chose adoption, my mom, you know, thought that she was, made the comment that she thought it was the best thing mm-hmm. um, for everybody concerned, you know, including our daughter and, you know, it, and the baby and, I mean, just everybody involved, it would be the best decision. Right. And so you were able to talk to your parents. And I think being adoptive parents, too, they understood that. Oh, yes. You know, they wanted children for so long and they couldn't. Mm-hmm. And you know, they were fortunate to be able to adopt my brother and I. And mm-hmm. they know that there's families out there that felt the same way. Mm-hmm. How do they feel with a grandchild? Was that was that going to be hard for them, or did they? Um, actually, believe it or not, my mom actually named our baby. Really? Yes. Uh, she went and saw her at the nursery mm-hmm. and reached down, and right off the bat, you know, she called her by her name and mm-hmm. came back and wound up telling us, so we had to do, change all our adoption papers <laughs> and everything, so now she was named. Wow. Um, Is that a name the adoptive parents kept, or? Pardon me? Did the adoptive parents keep that name? Or they would they... have, however, they already had a daughter by that name. I see. That's oh. actually a family name, yeah. Uh-huh. But so. that's really neat that you were all so close together in that, too. Mm-hmm. Did you get counseling or support, or where did you find your support during that period of time? The birth father or? The birth father. We mm-hmm. supported each other. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, I didn't really have too much problem with it. You know, mm-hmm. being adopted, I know, you know, I, I think, you know, my birth parents every day for putting me up for adoption because they, they made that choice. Mm-hmm. I was given the best family in the world that mm-hmm. I could possibly ask for. Yeah. Um, a wonderful life. Um, my, I, I like to say that my birth parents uh, brought me into this world, but it's my parents that gave me life. Right. So I, was, I never had any, never thought anything, you know, bad towards adoption. You know, I've known all my life as far as I can remember. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I didn't have any qualms or any, you know, negative any bad feelings or anything towards right. it that you thought it was real positive and I think I hear a lot of that too with other people that are in there too you had uh, you were looking for a family and mm-hmm. uh, you had an unusual situation when you um, you let um, someone at work know that you were expecting and that you were considering adoption yes and my manager wound up approaching me said she hoped she wasn't overstepping boundaries but her brother and sister-in-law um, were looking to adopt another child mm-hmm um, they wanted a, a large family, a family of 10. Wow. And that's, but yeah. So, and, and did you have any reservations? Because they had seven other children at the time that they adopted, you know, your daughter. Um, not really, because I wound up being really close with my manager um, mm-hmm. prior to the adoption. Um, I went to family functions. I saw how close her she was with her siblings. Mm-hmm. So I knew that they had a good, close family Um relationship and everything, which is very unusual because most people wouldn't know that unless they did a family adoption. Exactly. So you really were able to see that they did. And the adoptive family you have is quite unusual because they, they, um, they're professionals, but they, you shared with me during the pre-interview we did um, that they spend individual time with each child. Yes. Um, actually, we found that out um, when we went to the attorney's office. We were reading over some papers, and mm-hmm. uh, we found out that, which I can't believe, I mean, most families with party, you know, Two kids, they don't even do this, mm-hmm. but they have, you know, nine kids, and they wind up, uh, they have alone time with each child every week, mm-hmm. and how they find that, I I don't know. Wow, they're just really good. We would love to have them on the show, because it's, it's really, it's a balancing act, and, you know, being very organized, and we all want to be more organized in our lives, so that's pretty, pretty cool they did that, too. You know, you went to the hospital, and you and the birth father were there. He, he's told me he cut the biblical cord. Yes. And, um... When you saw her, um, what was that like, and did you have any second thoughts? 
I didn't have second thoughts. I, my first reaction was, oh, my gosh, she looks just like her sister. She looks mm-hmm. like, just like her, just thinner in the face. The four-year-old you're parenting together, huh? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did have to remind the nurse that we were uh, doing adoption for her mm-hmm. to take the, the baby um, into the nursery. Uh, they had asked, you know, if I wanted to hold her, and I knew that I, if I had, I wouldn't have let her go. Mm-hmm. But I knew it, what, that was not the right decision, and that was not the right so you, for everybody involved. Yeah, so you chose not to, to hold her. How about the father? He also chose not to. He said the same thing. If he held, if he holds her, he's not going to let her go. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and looking back now, do you feel like that was the right decision for you? Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. It's not just for me, but for the baby. I mean, mm-hmm. that that's the main main concern. You know, the best for the baby. Right. And that so that was a sacrifice that you both made, knowing that your heart would take over. Right. And. Um, and, and was there a reason you felt at that point that you couldn't parent another child? That would be a question that I'm sure listeners would ask. Because, you know, you've had a four-year-old. You're both together. Neither um, one of us were working. Mm-hmm. You know, because I lost, because September 11th, I lost my job. Mm-hmm. Um, it would, you know, I know families do it every day. But if we were to do it, I mean, we would be struggling mm-hmm. all the time. You know, what little bit we could, get, you know, give to our daughter that we already had, we'd be taking away that little bit that we could give to split it up amongst two. Right. And, and that's not really fair to either one of them. Yeah. Well, you yeah. sound like you're real level-headed. Oh, well, thank you. you know, and I think that that's, that's hard, and you're really, you know, wanting the best, too. But that, that would have been very difficult. Now, you, who made the phone call from the hospital um, to the adoptive parents to tell them that the baby is born? The father did. Mm-hmm, the, the birth father. Your, uh-huh. Yes. Uh, the birth father called and said, um, I'm calling to let you know that your, uh, your daughter was born, and hmm. she's healthy. And, and he said it just like that then? Mm-hmm. Wow. And Very, yeah, he said your daughter. I know that part. Yeah. So in his mind, he had already made his mind up, too. Yes. Did he ever waver after that? No. As far as that? So he just, he felt, too. And he also had other children, too, right? Yes. So he had two other children from previous relationship. And, and so that must have been, you know, something he knows that how much responsibility he could handle. Exactly. And I see a lot of men many times that will um, just overextend themselves. Um, sometimes we have birth fathers that have maybe two girls that are pregnant. And they can't support them. They can't support themselves. And it just, all the children suffer. And right. um, I think that's one of the most difficult things, too. So you went home, and you left the baby in the hospital. Um, what was that like? Is it, here are the two of you going home, and you're going home to your four-year-old, and she probably knew you were pregnant, right? Um, she knew Mommy's belly got big. We didn't really Same. elaborate since we knew we were doing the adoption. Mm-hmm. Well, that was good, and she was four. So, you know, that I can understand that. So you went home. Um, when you got home, did you talk about it? Did you communicate? Was it awkward for the two of you? Or Not the first night. The second night we finally actually um, had our closure where, you know, we released mm-hmm. our emotions and cried and, mm-hmm. and, you know, held each other and kind of talked about it. And we had our closure, and that was pretty much it. Yeah. Anything that you can share, and that I know it's very intimate and, 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 and hard sometimes, but anything you can share that would help other people? Because that's a really difficult time when you go home because... You know, your milk's coming in, you're hormonal, and he's there, and, you know, guys feel differently about all this. Anything at all that would, that really helped you during that period of time? Just I kept reminding myself that, you know, that I'm I'm a, a good mother by making this choice. I did, made the right choice, mm-hmm. and that makes me the good mother. Yeah. You know, that I put the baby first before myself. Right. And I think that uh, I think that's something that people have to have that support too, and, and plus you have the support of your family, which is so crucial, also. Right. Well, you know, I know that um, this is there's been some difficult times, you know, um, difficult milestones. Anything that you had during that period of time that 
you know, um, holidays, Mother's Day, anything like that that was difficult Actually, for today um, is her birthday. Oh, today is. Oh, bless your heart. How, so so how, are you, how do you deal with birthdays then? Do you feel? Um, mixed emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, tonight, you know, around 9 o'clock tonight is going to be much more difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still know that I made the right decision, and she has the wonderful parents. How old is she today? She turned four today. Turning four today, so she's the same age as your daughter. So, so mixed emotions. So it's still there, but you, st- would, if you had to go back and do it again, would you do it? Oh yeah, yes, you would. Okay. In a heartbeat. Yeah, and I think that's really important. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we come back. I, you have a special letter I want you to read that you read to me the other day that brought tears to my eyes, and I want you to read it for our listeners. So we come back from this break, Mary. I want you to read that letter that you sent to your daughter um, with something very special, not very long ago. Okay. We'll right back. On my 18th birthday, I made a decision that would affect me forever. I chose life for my baby. I wasn't ready to be a mom or even to change my dreams of being a singer. Many of my friends offered to help me end my pregnancy. But then I learned about another option that provides a beautiful life for my baby, adoption. I was able to choose my son's parents and even meet them at the hospital. They love him so much and he's an answer to their prayers. I get emails and pictures from them. I even travel to visit my son each year. He has wonderful parents, an awesome life, and a solid future. Everything I wanted for him. And now, I've even moved to Nashville to follow my dreams. I chose life. I chose adoption. Open adoption means you make the choices. Choose the adoptive family, how much contact you want, and how you want the adoption to happen. To learn more about adoption, call 1-800-923-6784 or visit LifetimeAdoption.com. You can speak with a compassionate counselor confidentially 24 hours a day. Call Lifetime at 1-800-923-6784. Talk Adoption. I'm Marty Caldwell on uh, KFIA 710. And um, if you just joined the program today, we're talking with Mary Frost. She's a birth mother and also an, an adult adoptee um, that chose adoption um, when her and the father were together and they had a four-year-old. And um, and so she's sharing a little bit about her story, which I really think we learn, as I mentioned earlier, from you know, stories of other people. We learn from other people. And so this is a, a nice way to share. And Mary, that was one of the reasons you had contacted me and said, you really wanted to share with other people what your adoption was like, and um, and and you know you you've got some good things going on in your life right now. Before we left, I know that um, when we spoke earlier, you had a gift that you sent out to your your daughter when she was two years old. She's yes. today is her birthday. She's four. Correct. And um, tell us about that gift and the letter you sent with that. Well, um, her aunt Jackie, who was uh, my manager, mm-hmm. was going out to visit and. She had asked if there was anything I wanted to send along to um, my daughter out there. And uh, at first I didn't even think about it. After she mentioned it, you know, I couldn't think of anything. I kept thinking and thinking, and finally it hit me. So I sent my teddy bear that I still stuck with to that point. <laughs> and I sent along a letter. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read that. Okay, please do. I want to introduce you to Maddie. She is one of the greatest companions ever. I received Maddie with a pink ribbon tied around her neck when I was 16 years old as a gift. Over the years, she stood ground 
next to me in our bed, in my bed while I slept, defending me from all the bad and scary things to ensure fun and happy dreams. I've held her tightly in my arms many times while the tears dripped from my cheeks onto her head. All the while, she sat listening, never saying a word. She's been tossed up in the air on many happy occasions, once again, never saying a word. The most important of all, she knows all my secrets, and she has never even muttered so much as a word. Now it's time to briefly explain why I sent Maddie to be with you. Once again, it started due to your Aunt Jackie. She was going to be visiting you soon, and she asked me if there was anything I wanted her to take with her for you. After many hours of thought, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I wanted it to be something personal and very special. Maddie is one of my most cherished, prized possessions, and now I'm giving her to you. I have been teased many times over the years for still sleeping with a teddy bear at my age. Until now, I couldn't, could not have imagined a night without Maddie. She might seem a little worn, but in actuality, I was just breaking her in for a full and wonderful life with you. I tied a purple ribbon where the pink one once was. Purple is my favorite color. I've been lucky to find... I've been lucky to have had Maddie for the past 14 years, and since she knows me better than anyone else, I sent her to be with you now and forever. Mm. That is so special and, and so sweet from the heart, too, and something so dear to you that you can do that. And that's one thing with an open adoption that you can do, mm-hmm. and um, I'm sure she'll treasure that. And the family, too, is respectful of that, and you're in contact with them. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I thank you for sharing that very intimate letter that you sent to her because when you read that to me um, before, it was very touching, and I thought that's something that will really encourage others to, um, to, to include that because a lot of times, like you mentioned, when you first heard that Jackie was going, you know, what would you send? And it came to you, and I think that's really special too. You know, you have, um, you've come a long way, and you've, you're going to school now. Um, what's your life look like today? Um, it's actually quite well. It's good. I'm living with my parents again, mm-hmm. um, my daughter and I. I'm returned to school. I'm going, I, I want to be. Um, I'm going for my education, our elementary education, specializing mm-hmm. in learning disabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, my life is, looks very bright for the future. And that's wonderful. And so you've made a lot of plans, too, and, um, and your daughter's now older, too, so... Um, you know, it's nice that you're still close to your parents and having that relationship with them, too. Yes. What would you share and, and with, you know, women listening today or even birth fathers, um, even adoptive parents or their family, about adoption um, to help them, um, you know, through the process when they're trying to make the decision or trying to support family members? What kind of things would you um, like to share with them? Um, just know that adoption is a, a wonderful thing. It's a a family that can't have children or, you know, for some reason or another, that really want them. I mean, to them, it's the, they're the most prized possession mm-hmm. that in the world. And there's those of us that, you know, it was a whoops or, mm-hmm. you know, further along that you can, you can give them that the one thing in the world that they can't have, that right. they can't get. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it's, it's definitely it's a positive thing. Never look at it as negative. Um, I, being adopted myself, you know, like I said earlier, my par- my birth parents gave me brought me in the world, but my parents gave me life. If my parents are absolutely wonderful. My family is. Um, my brother was adopted, and I was, and they've always 
you know, let us know that we were adopted as long as we I can remember. And I I wouldn't have such a wonderful life and such a wonderful childhood if I hadn't been adopted. Mm-hmm. And that's really special, I think, and, and knowing that, and I think that's probably what helped mold you into your decision, too, about the choices you had with the daughter you had at home and, and the child that you chose to, 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 to put into a, an adoptive family home. Definitely. Um, well, thank you so much, Mary. I really appreciate um, you being on the show today and sharing so much uh, about your personal life to really help other women, men, and people that are considering this for their child, for their life, and and letting us peek into um, this very intimate part of your life. I really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you thank so you. very much, and we'll speak to you soon. Okay, thank, thank you. you. But the other thing I'd like to share with you today, too, is that we do get questions in on the show. Um, many times people send those in, and if you'd like to send questions to me, you can send them to info at letstalkadoption.com, and people will send in questions from all over the world. We have actually um, listeners in 27 different countries, and um, we have um, way over 127,000 listeners, so it's really wonderful to hear from people all over the world. Um, one of the questions we had coming in from a family that um, – is coming in from overseas, their military family. They want to know, how do we know when we're ready to move on to adoption? And I want to answer that question right now. Um, the, the most important thing to do is when you're trying to move on from infertility into adoption is to make sure that you've, you've resolved your infertility. That means you've, you've looked into all your options, and as a family you've prayed about it, um, you've uh, seek counsel, and um, you've taken some time to really grieve the child that is not going to be of your body and that you can accept a child into your home that will be from your heart through adoption. And you want to make sure that that child is not going to be second best so that when you look at adoption, that um, this child will be yours in heart and soul. And I know with my own adoption um, and with my children, um, they're as much a part of me as if I birthed them. And so I think that's very important. But I had to get to a point that I had to um, grieve and go through that grieving process. And that's a different time frame for everybody. Um, some people that will be right away and they just know in their heart that this is what God wants them to do. And other people, they'll need to take um, months or years. And um, don't be afraid to take the time. The one thing I do want to encourage you, though, is um, don't put it off too long. You don't want to be too old because you want to enjoy that time with your child. And that's the most important thing. So I want to also encourage you to um, send in your questions to me at info at uh, letstalkadoption.com and also remind you to check out our website and um, also my book I wrote, adoptingonline.com. It's a great resource for adoptive parents. So if you would like to visit that site, there's uh, information there for you. And I will see you next week. It's a pleasure being with you today and email your questions into me. And uh, next week we've got another great show for you. Until then, this is Marty Caldwell. Let's Talk Adoption. Have a wonderful week. God bless you and we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell. For more adoption information, visit LifetimeAdoption.com or call 1-800-923-6784. That's 1-800-9-ADOPT-4. And tune in again next week at the same time for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell.